This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi there, mindful listeners. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. Listen, usually, you know, we try to put out evergreen content, meaning you can click on it and no matter what time of the year or of your lifetime, you're going to get a good show. Well, we're going to talk about COVID because COVID-19 and the crisis that we're having this pandemic is probably not going to go away for a long time. So I'll just consider that evergreen for right now, unfortunately. But today we're going to be talking about excessive digital use and its effects, especially during this time and this era of COVID-19. So I'm going to bring on my guests right away because we've got a lot to talk about because it's definitely affecting our existence. My guest is Dr. Lori Watley. She is a PhD with over 25 years of experience. She is a clinical psychologist who specializes in the effects of digital device usage on both individuals and their businesses. And of course, right now we're so dependent on them. So around 10 years ago, Dr. Watley noticed a pattern among her patients and even her own family. This is when it gets really real, folks. Patients were landing in her office with all different problems like insomnia, anxiety, lack of focus, all those things. And when she finally identified the culprit, it was the addiction to our devices, she discovered her true calling. We are so happy to have her. Dr. Lori Watley, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real honor and I look forward to talking about this interesting subject with you all. Yes, because as you say it clearly, that in the wild, wild west of COVID and quarantine, it's truly all about the screens. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, talk to us about what you're seeing. I mean, obviously your work is um, extensive in this area. And, you know, like your bio says, you found your calling, which I think that's so incredible. And then you also wrote a book, your first book, the effects of texting on marital relationships. That was in 2018. Pretty amazing data-backed critique of texting within marriage, including its often negative impacts. Let's talk about this wild, wild west right now and what's going on. Okay, this is a great time to really take a look, I think, at at the way that we use technology um, because right now it is connecting us all. Um, right. And and that's a good thing. We want to be connected right now. We just want to do this in balance. I think uh, um, technology is a wonderful thing. I'm not a technology basher, but we must use it in balance. It's like most things in life. If we don't, you know, if we aren't in balance with it, then then things go downhill somewhat. Yeah. So your assessment, especially during COVID and quarantine, is that the way that we're, most people are using their screens and their devices is completely out of balance? Well, the last that I looked at the research, um, we were using our, our digital devices 87% more than, than typically. And typically, we were probably already using them much more than we should have been. And I do understand right now is, you know, it, it's, it's somewhat needed. It's how we're connecting with others. If we're, if we're um, quarantined alone, much more important to FaceTime than not to use your screen. Um, but still, we have to monitor the ways that we're using it and how much time we're spending on it. So what are your tips and tricks to help folks do this? Because, you know, as you noted in your early research, it, <clears throat> these things can be addicting in a sense, whether you're, you know, and, and I've noticed that during quarantine and COVID, 
there are so many more apps that now I am uh, aware of that in my normal life I wouldn't be. You know, like house party, because you can see everybody and kind of have a house party distanced from each other, right? Um, right. Or m- my friend introduced me to Marco Polo, where I can just kind of talk to her when she's not there and she can pick it up. And so, you know, I've got these new apps on my phone to kind of help me through and stay connected. But once again, we can go over that line, if you will, and be addicted and then not be able to put them down. And it disrupts our our lives with the human connection that we do have if folks are quarantined with us. Absolutely. Um, The people that develop these apps are, are, they're brilliant. Um, They do know that for them, it is a business. And so the longer that we stay on the apps, the more money they make. And so they're designed to keep us um, attached to them. And um, the problem is when we are so attached that we miss out on real connections in real life. Say, for instance, we know that if we look at screens for one hour, two hours before bedtime, it um, stimulates our brain in a way that it interrupts our REM sleep stages. And so we don't get good sleep. Well, right now we know Sleep is essential to keep our immune system strong. So we really need our sleep more than ever. So this is this is one problem. The blue light from the screens, um, that affects our melatonin um, production. And, of course, that is the body chemical that um, helps induce sleep for us. So, But there, there are many things that we can do um, in order – to avoid these problems. Um, as I said, we cannot look at screens for two hours before bedtime. We can, um, we can wear the, you know, there are glasses that you can buy to avoid um, the blue light from the screens. You can also dim your lighting on, on most all of your digital devices, and that's very helpful as well. So there are very, very um, ideal uh, ways that we can avoid some of the problems from the digital device usage. I don't, so many people are commenting on how tired they are by the end of the day now. And they're they're saying, you know, I'm not commuting. (laughs) My life should be easier, but I'm sitting in front of a computer all day and it's exhausting. And it is exhausting. Our bodies are meant for movement. And so I tell my clients, if we can get up every hour and move around for five or 10 minutes, that is very useful Um, in helping keep our energy levels up. 15 minutes would be even better. Um, I tell, well, let me explain to you. I see most of my clients online. So you see, tech is my friend. It allows me to offer therapy to people all over the world, some who would not have a therapist otherwise, because there are none in their area. So it's a beautiful thing. But I I schedule... um, two or three clients, and then I take a 30-minute break and I go walk my dog outside. 20 minutes of sunshine is huge, and that can help with the feelings of exhaustion that we have at the end of the day. So there are little tips like this. Also, um, I found it useful to move around during the day. So I may see two clients in my study, and then I may see two clients um, upstairs in the playroom by a window, um, sure. you know, so, so if we move around within our homes, that is another way to help us send off the exhaustion that we're experiencing from being 
online so much right now. So it sounds like, you know, it's interesting. Um, I had this, uh, I came up with this saying um, throughout the years, supplement your lifestyle. So meaning mm-hmm. I live in Los Angeles. There's a um, huge, well, entertainment, you know, business here where people work 16, right. 18 hours a day, stress. So I couldn't hardly get them to stop because these are high power jobs that, you know, kind of have to make the wheel go round and round in that industry. Yeah. But, you know, I Absolutely. could help them with... Um, maybe some breathing techniques just to get in there or adaptogens. If people are whining and dining and drinking at night, maybe helping protect their liver from with milk thistle. So kind of supplement your lifestyle, right? And I think that's what you're talking about here. It's like, look, we are dependent on these devices, but what can we do to actually make it, it mitigate the effects of that dependency on our bodies? And so you talked about the glasses. Would, would people just kind of like search for blue blocking glasses? Yes, you can buy them online. Um, several stores, um, I, I've seen them in Target. Um, several stores have them, some like CVS, um, Walgreens. Um, and of course, you know, there's all price points. So, but definitely, and you can get them on Amazon as well. You have been able to. I'm, I'm assuming that you still can. And you made a really good point. I think that the name of the game here is for us to make friends with our technology. And that is essential for our health. Yeah. So, you know, because you you mentioned, and I think it's a great tip, two hours prior to bedtime is you got to just put it all down. However, this is what I see in my family, okay? Um, Work, 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 right? Uh, And and no complaints because lucky enough to have work right now, right? So um, a lot of gratitude there. But then it all shuts down. And how do people relax? They flip through their Instagram. They flip through their Facebook. They, as you say, catch up on TikTok. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's almost like that's what they grab to wind down. And it's almost like that counterintuitive thing where you think that wine or a couple drinks at night are going to help you wind down. But what does the research say? You know as well that that disrupts the the REM sleep. It's the number one thing. Absolutely. And then therefore, Absolutely. we're all looking how to, uh, you know, boost our immune system, increase the resistance of the host, because the virus can't do anything unless it has a host. And we are the hosts, right? right? So yes. if if we don't get it, great. If we get it and um, are able to survive it, that depends on the way that we respond, uh, or I should say the way that our immune system responds. And so sleep, as you mentioned, is a number one on that immune boosting checklist and these things that we're doing um, usually tend to disrupt that first. So I think the motivation, if we can look at the end game for folks, will help with the discipline, right? If we can go, okay, the cause, you know, is like your screen time. I know it's relaxing, but just discipline yourself two hours because it's going to get you more sleep, therefore more energy. And maybe over time that will have less addiction because people are up and around to do other things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that I share with people that do have the 18 hour days that you mentioned, um, what I'm finding is our focus is much better when we make friends with our technology and we balance the use. And if we want to be head and shoulders above the other, let's say the competition, then if we can be well rested, that is going to give us a, a leg up on them. So we, what we want to do is we, we want to use our technology in a way that we can ensure longevity 
and focus. And we know that um, balancing digital device usage increases our productivity. It increases our creativity. And this is what we're looking for in the workplace. This is how we outshine all others is to be more focused. And um, just being more focused is essential. Think about when you have a conversation with someone who we call this fubbing, it's P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Let's say they're on their phone and you're talking to them and they're texting and they're looking at TikTok or whatever. Um, And maybe even they take a call when you're talking to them. So they're multitasking on their phone. Well, that focus often leaves you not feeling real good about that conversation, right? Um, You feel a little bit dismissed and believe it or not, people do that in the workplace. And that I think being the one that gives undivided attention to the person that they're working with or they're talking to makes a huge difference. It's a small way to make a big difference. Yeah. Uh, 100%. And you know, I even see it, Lori, I'm not telling I'm not kidding you. I even see people, and this is kind of, I mean, it's, I want to chuckle when I'm saying it, but I see, cause I, I have a clinical huddle with my team, um, twice a day. Okay. In the morning and in the mm-hmm. afternoon, cause we're still practicing medicine and we're, still, but so I see people on zoom and guess what they're doing? They're writing emails, they're working, they're texting, they're doing other things, yeah. but they're still on zoom. So they're on like double, double, double. <laughs> right. And they're, and then so hard to connect. Right. When, and yes. you know, Another thing, because I want to get to your first book and then your the book here, Connected and Engaged, How to Manage Digital Distraction and Reconnect with the World Around You. I want to get to that. But the the um, I think the courage sometimes, the false sense of courage that people get behind the screen when they can, you know, just kind of f- fly off an email that Absolutely. otherwise if they were in person, they wouldn't have said, you know, or yes. a text that um, has, you know, conflicted meaning and, and no context behind it. No, you know, we, we made a rule, rule in our marriage um, that the only reason that we text each other is like, hey, could you pick up broccoli on the way home? That, like that, that, that is, that's it. So yes, that is, that is so important. So, so talk about this new book, Connected and Engaged, How to Manage Digital Distraction and Reconnect with the World Around You. I'm assuming that it has these tips and tricks to keep people friendly with their devices and balanced and therefore sustained. Right. I think, um, and what led me to do this work a decade ago was getting my, my doctorate. And I'd been practicing as a therapist for a long time and had my, um, my marriage and family uh, therapy degree for years, but I um, decided to build on that, went back and got my doctorate while I was in school. I did, you know, had to decide on a topic for research to do my doctoral project, and I couldn't decide, and it was so interesting how, you know, when you're ready for the lesson, here comes the teacher, because I started noticing in my practice almost everyone that came in, whether it was a teenager who was who their grades were failing because they were staying up all night on their devices and their parents didn't realize that or um, their focus was was um, not not as good because they were on their devices all of the time or maybe a couple who was complaining that they just didn't feel as close and then there would be a comment from one of the partners well she's on her phone all the time or well he's on his 
laptop when we go to bed at night. So I, I started noticing this and I thought, this is really interesting. I need to be able to address this with everyone that comes in my office, almost it seems. So what I, that's a perfect topic for me to begin doing research on. Well, as I began the research, I realized this is vital information that our world needs. Like everybody should realize the effects that our digital devices are having on us so that we can make wise choices and so that we can uh, be more pr productive and creative at work and so that we can create these strong relational connections with the people that are closest to us because a like on Facebook is not the same as love <laughs> in person with someone, right? No. Um, and, and, you know, how we minimize the stress in our lives uh, that come from our digital devices. Another tip that I share with people is in the mornings, I don't look at my digital devices for one or two hours, definitely one, depending on the day. Um, after I get up, I have a nice beginning to my day. Um, when we open our devices immediately, there we go, bringing the anxiety into our lives immediately before our feet hit the floor. And the rest of our day is kind of chaotic and stressful. We, and you know, you know, you, you you know, know what? The, I'm going to interrupt. Sorry. Um, the, okay. the, the funny thing about that is that because uh, I've experienced myself because I agree with you. In fact, I have a little issue going on with with my partner where I feel like, I mean, the very first thing, uh, let's say I go upstairs, to get coffee. I come down on the phone and I know it is not good. And I know that um, the only thing I can do, because believe me, I have somewhat nagged, um, is lead by example. It is just go ahead, yeah. set, like literally lead by example. But the the pushback that I get is that they feel that it's, and I felt this myself, like stress relieving to quote unquote, clear out your inbox, right? Like just get it out of there. Just get it out of there. And it's part of the addiction. I think it's like, how small can you keep your inbox? I know I yes. felt that way. And if I get up and there's 16, you know, mostly spam, I, I, I took a trip, um, did a lecture tour over in Europe last year. And I, I made that tour, um, my unsubscribe tour. And I basically, when I was on the train and getting city to city or country to country, I would just unsubscribe to so many of these blasted, you know, emails that I had uh, accumulated yeah. over the years. And it had made my life. I mean, I just, I, I, I highly recommend it. But that piece in the morning, it's like, let you energetically start your to-do list, not somebody else, you know? Right. And that's when I got alarms that are good old, like, you know, they're, they're, they're battery operated alarms that you can just set and then, you know, just push off and not have to be dependent on your phone. Because I think that's the other hook. You know, you go to shut off your alarm that's on your phone and up, oh, somebody texted you in the middle of the night. What's that? Who texted me? Yeah. I got to look so yeah. hard. And if it's not good news and not good news that is not an emergency, so it could wait until the next day and you look at it in the middle of the night, you will not be going back to sleep. And at night when we sleep is when our brain heals from the anxiety of the day. So we don't go back into that peaceful um, sleep state and uh, uh, peaceful state in our brains unless we've had that good night's sleep. So it all kind of, you know, snowballs. And I love, I love what you said about um, unsubscribing. We just don't realize the small things that we can do um, 
to to avoid self-sabotage. You know, when the phone rings and we're already on the phone, uh, maybe texting someone, we don't have to answer it. We can choose, you know, if we're going to answer um, the phone or a text or an email. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really big on answering emails. I try to let not let a day pass that all of my emails are not addressed, but I do it in a particular way. So from 10 until 11, maybe I will look at all of my emails and I will address all of them. Then I have a little reply, kind of like the out of office reply that says, I'm away from my desk until six this evening. If you send me an email, I will not address it until this evening. Uh, so people understand they're not going to get a, a, like an immediate response from me. But we've kind of been trained in this anxious way um, to think that we have to answer everything right this minute. And so we're multitasking constantly. And if you think about how that makes you feel, it's kind of stressful. Yeah. And once again, it's that paradox of, but if I answer it now, it won't be there. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> right, right. Well, listen, this is such important information. People can find out more about your work and about your book um, at drlauriwatley.com. And folks, I want to spell it for you. It's D-R and then L-O-R-I-W-H-A-T-L-E-Y.com. So Dr. Watley, what's next for you? You know, I am really just enjoying um, doing podcasts, talking about my book, possibly have some um, interest in writing another book about connected and engaged for families. So um, that's a possibility that I'm, I'm working on right now. But I do have a practice. I travel. I speak. I um, work with, with large and small businesses and families on digital device usage within their systems. And, you know, most people don't realize that they're, we, we lose $92 billion a year from our employees being online, um, maybe social media online during business hours. So just addressing things like that are very important in our businesses now and, um, and in our families. Uh, so, oh, sure. so that's, that's, um, that's what I'm doing to keep myself busy right now and really enjoying it. Well, good. And I don't think that you will be without work because I don't think that, um, <laughs> I think that we are going to be dependent on these devices, but it's kind of like, I have a superpower. These devices are amazing. The technology is incredible. Are you going to use it for good and health or, or evil and destruction? I think that's the question. Yeah. And um, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for the work that you do. Once again, folks, the book is called The Connected and Engaged, How to Manage Digital Distractions and Reconnect with the World Around You, especially in a time when we can't hug each other right now, which I miss oh, so much. Oh, I know. I miss those hugs. <laughs> I do. Well, here's a big virtual hug for you. And um, thank you for your work. Please stay safe and sane. Listeners, thanks so much again for being here, and we'll see you next time.